Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello once again, everybody. And thank you for joining me here on this Monday, December 21st edition of ATS Radio. I'm your host, Adam Burke. I'll be chatting today about my college football end of season power ratings, my bowl game numbers relative to the betting market, and some betting tips, some suggestions as we head on into this very unconventional, very unique college football bowl season a lot of good stuff coming your way here on today's show a lot of good stuff comes your way every day over at ats.io 28 bowl games coming up here for the college football postseason Uh, we'll talk about probably all of them over at the website if not all certainly most of them here for the college football postseason that's not all we're covering college basketball the NBA, that's starting up tomorrow night. I've got my situational betting article posted over at ATS.io. Looking at spot plays, potential spot plays, look-aheads, letdowns, sandwich spots, travel spots, all those kinds of things in the NBA. That will be a weekly article over at the website. We're still covering the NFL wall-to-wall coverage as well. Uh, not a great weekend for me in the Circa 2-3 and three with my Circa picks, but we got picks and predictions across the NFL landscape for week 16 and of course we'll be doing that throughout the NFL playoffs all the way up through the Super Bowl as well and you know the college football playoff very much like the Super Bowl now in terms of the prop offerings that are out there so we'll be doing a lot of postseason coverage for both college football and the NFL over at ATS.io while you're there check out the top sportsbook promotions some great offers coming up here this week for the NBA in fact, if you sign up as a new user over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get any of the four teams in action tomorrow night, December 22nd, at plus 75. If you sign up as a new user over at DraftKings, head to ATS.io to read the details on that and to also claim your welcome bonus from DraftKings up to $1,000 in value. Uh, some other good NBA promotions that we'll be posting about tomorrow And a good promotion coming up from sportsbetting.com for those that are in the state of Colorado. That will be posted tonight at midnight and will be in effect through January 13th. So keep an eye out for that over at the website as well. And then finally, the ATS app, which you can download from the Google Play Store, from the Apple Store, or you can get direct links to download that in the Play Store or the Apple Store through ATS.io. It's a bet tracker. It's an odd screen. You can buy premium model subscriptions in there. You got a lot of stats and trends and other interesting stuff in the stats database that's on the app. And then also, of course, full article integration from ATS.io. So all the power of the website and then some right in the palm of your hand on your smartphone with that against the spread app. And again, if you are searching for it in the Play Store or the Apple Store, search for against the spread all right so college football bowl season uh this is much different than we usually see here with college football bowl games usually a lot of these bowl games are known well in advance we've got two and a half three weeks for the market to kind of settle in and all of that that is not the case at all whatsoever this year 
the first bowl game, as I mentioned today, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, North Texas, and Appalachian State. We got two bowl games tomorrow, Tulane and Nevada, UCF and BYU, two on Wednesday, one on Thursday. So basically, you know, usually we sit here and we look at the bowl season and we try to handicap motivation. We try to see which teams are going to be invested, which teams are going to be engaged, not just for the game, but especially for the prep period, you know, doing your film study, making sure that you're paying attention in practice and, you know, having all of your ducks in a row as a team so that you can go and put your best foot forward in the bowl game. Another thing is that generally the extra bowl practices wind up helping these teams quite a bit going into future seasons because they can get a look at some of the underclassmen and all that kind of thing. Now with COVID, you've got a a whole new bag of cats that you have to worry about here with the bowl games. And then second, a lot of opt-outs. And we've already seen some of these opt-outs already. Big name guy like Kyle Pitts for Florida, for example, opting out, not going to play the game against Oklahoma. This will continue to be a thing. This is always a thing. But I think this year, even more so than normal with COVID concerns and all the protocols and all of that, any players that have an NFL future, probably not going to play in these bowl games unless they feel like there's some sort of incentive for them, the opportunity to get some more film study, something like that. Somebody like Kyle Trask, for example, it may be worth his while to play against Oklahoma's defense, try and improve that draft stock. For other guys, that won't necessarily be the case. So that's part of the equation here is that usually you jump out, get in front of some of these lines early on in the process, and then we'd kind of wait and wait and wait for the market to actually pick up a little bit in advance of the game. We don't have all of that lead time this year. So things are going to be approached a little bit differently, I think, in the betting markets where some of the numbers grabbers have been out there already kind of making their opinions and their feelings known. But for the most part, I think we're just going to see a lot of game day money here. And something else I think is really interesting about this year's bowl season is that for the most part, a lot of these teams have only played conference games. Usually you at least get three or four non-conference data points to kind of figure out, you know, maybe where some of these teams stand early on in the season playing outside of teams that are, you know, on a comparable talent level. Well, this year we saw a lot of teams strictly play within the conference. So that's kind of an interesting little wrinkle here as well in the sense that, you know, we don't know how some of these teams will stack up against the opposition. So, for example, one line where I'm way off the market is South Carolina and UAB in the Gasparilla Bowl on Saturday, December 26th. UAB, I have them a 10-point favorite against South Carolina because when they were playing conference play, you saw some of these inflated lines for UAB, especially early on in the season. When South Carolina was playing against SEC competition, they were very inferior to a lot of the teams that they were playing. So my lines in the SEC would reflect that. Now, South Carolina is playing a Conference USA team instead of an SEC team. And while UAB is a very good Conference USA team, and of course the team that just won the Conference Championship game over Marshall on Friday night, there's still a major talent disparity between these two teams. So that's something that I really didn't adjust for in my power ratings. And, and quite frankly, maybe I should have I also didn't expect the two and eight Gamecocks to wind up making it to a bowl game, but this is a problem that you will run into here in the bowl season. 
know, it's sort of like when we get to college basketball with the NCAA tournament where you've got some good teams from some very weak conferences. You know, how do they stack up? How will they wind up playing against a step up in class? Well, in a case like this with South Carolina and UAB, UAB is traditionally not a step up in class. But this season, because South Carolina really only played that conference schedule and looked bad in the process, I've got a power ratings overlay in that game. It doesn't mean I'm going to play it. And in fact, for the most part here, when I look at my college football power ratings for the bowl season, I don't know how much I want to trust them in all honesty because of the reasons I just said. You know, you've got teams that are playing only conference competition here. Their statistical profiles only reflect playing against teams within their conference. And now they've got to go outside the conference. And furthermore, they've got to go outside the conference with, you know, maybe what, six, seven days of knowledge of who they're going to play, something like that. So the onus is really on the coaches and really on these teams to be engaged, to be motivated, to pay attention during film study, to use those extra practices as a springboard for these games. And I just don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case. So to me, I'm going to tread very, very lightly here for the bowl season, probably not play many of these games, if any, well in advance of the game, because I just don't know who's going to be out there and who's not for these teams. I don't know which teams are going to be invested, which teams are going to be prepared. So I think more than any other bowl season that we've seen recently, Live betting is a great opportunity here in the bowl games because even when we handicap motivation in a traditional bowl season, we're betting on a narrative. You know, we're betting on an assumption. And a lot of times you do bet on narratives and assumptions in this business and hope that they're correct. But we always assume that, you know, oh, this team's going to feel slighted or this team's going to be upset to be playing in this bowl game or whatever the case may be. Then they actually get on the field and they wind up looking like the better team. And and that's typically something that happens when you question motivation for a superior team against an inferior team, where sometimes talent's just going to win outright. And that's just the way that it is. But with this year's bowl games where, you know, we had over 20 programs say, no, we don't want to play a bowl game. We're done. We don't want to do this anymore. You've got some teams that have below 500 records that are in bowl games and all of that. I think live betting is the way to go because, again, you can see with your own two eyes if that team wants to be there. If that team did the film study, are they blowing up plays in the backfield? Are they jumping routes? You know, are they doing certain different kinds of things? We don't really necessarily know until we see that game actually being played. So to me, I think if you want to attack bowl season this year, it would be from a live betting standpoint primarily. Again, you could take some pregame positions, maybe think that one team will start fast, try to find some middles, you know, something like that. That's all a possibility. And something else I think is kind of interesting too is that, you know, what about teams that have, you know, maybe 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 days before their bowl games? You know, are they able to stay within the protocols? Are those players... You know, if they come back from going home for the holidays, are there COVID outbreaks on those teams? I don't think we'll see every bowl game get played because these teams may get lax with the protocols. So 
that's another reason to not get out there in in the market too early where maybe you bet on something and then you know 30 players or something like that wind up getting covid and a team is severely shorthanded you know we don't really know so again i think you tread very lightly here pregame but look for a lot of these live betting opportunities that are out there so I'll run through my numbers here in a couple of minutes, but I want to talk about some end of season power ratings adjustments that I did make. And you know, this is something that I talked about a little bit as well on last week's show is that I'm also trying to position myself for the next season. And there are some teams like a Tennessee, for example, I moved Tennessee down five points in my power ratings. I never expected them to go to a bowl game, but they had one of the SEC tie-ins. And so they wind up taking on West Virginia uh, in one of the bowl games here. And, you know, I was lowering Tennessee with next year in mind. So now I've got a little bit of a power ratings overlay on West Virginia. And maybe that's a game I wind up playing anyway, just because I think West Virginia, you know, is prepared, is excited to play an SEC team. But, you know, there are some power ratings adjustments that I did make with the future in mind more than anything. Arizona State not playing a bowl game. I moved them up three points. That was the biggest adjustment up in my power ratings because they get virtually everybody back next year only played four games here this season they're a play on team for me as we go forward here Uh, along with dropping Tennessee five points I dropped Marshall four points they take on Buffalo Uh, that's a game December 25th I think it's the Camellia Bowl I want to say but you got a little bit of an overlay on Buffalo there in that one but Marshall their last two games they played really poorly down the stretch they were out gained by 200 yards by UAB in that one. UAB ran 74 plays to Marshall's 51. Marshall, two of 12 on third down. UAB, eight of 18. So I dropped Marshall pretty significantly with back-to-back bad performances late in the season. And I don't know if I'll upgrade them going into next season or not, but they are a team I actively want to play against here in the bowl season. And maybe Friday's Christmas Day bowl game will be one where I do take a pregame position on the Buffalo Bulls. I dropped Missouri three points in my power rings. They're not in a bowl game uh, as far as I can remember here. Or no, they do. They play Iowa. And in fact, they're over a two touchdown dog in that game against Iowa. But I dropped Missouri three points, a very bad showing in their finale against Mississippi State. They did not play well at the end of the year. And I think current form is pretty important here in the bowl games where in a a, more generic bowl season, You've got three weeks to wipe the slate clean, you know, reshuffle the cards, deal out a new hand, all of that. Well, here, you don't necessarily have that luxury where you've got a much shorter bowl prep time. So I think teams that did not play well down the stretch, I don't think anything really changes for them. That's not to say I'm going to bet Iowa minus 15 or anything like that, but simply to say that, you know, four teams that did not play well down the stretch coming into this bowl season – you wonder, you know, how invested, how engaged they are to finish out the season with a good performance. So Missouri is a team that I lowered. I lowered Wake Forest three and a half points, in part because I had their line a little bit too high against Florida State. I still have a little bit of an overlay in that game where I also dropped Wisconsin a couple of points in my power ratings. But again, I'm not really using my power ratings as as much of a guide here for the bowl season as maybe I would in a more traditional setting. So as far as some box score notes, I mentioned already UAB outgaining Marshall badly. Uh, USC 
They ran 80 plays to Oregon 60 in the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon only 4.05 yards per play. And in fact, I do lean with Iowa State in that January 2nd bowl game where Iowa State four and a half point favorite in that one. Just not a good performance from Oregon Uh, in the Pac-12 championship game. They did get the win, but they didn't play all that well in that one. And again, their offense really held down by a very suspect USC defense. So thought that was kind of an interesting little pairing right there for the Fiesta Bowl. Do like Iowa State a little bit in that one. What a brutal beat for the total in the MAC championship game. Buffalo and Ball State, 56 points at the half. A 10-point second half, no points in the fourth quarter. My apologies to anybody that had that Ball State and Buffalo over uh, one of the toughest beats of the year, to say the least. How about Nebraska? You know, I sort of wondered if Nebraska would show up for their regular season finale against Rutgers. They did cover the number, won that game 28-21, but Nebraska outgained Rutgers 650 to 252. 27 to 9 first down edge in that one. Nebraska was minus three in turnovers. Rutgers did have a kick return touchdown. I don't really know what to think of Nebraska as we go forward here. But, uh, you know, a pretty impressive showing, at least on the stat sheet, in their final game. Just not impressive from a final score standpoint. Clemson with a 541 to 263 edge in yardage over Notre Dame. Notre Dame had 6.56 yards per play in the first game, 4.53 yards per play in the second game. So Brent Venables and the Clemson defense did make their adjustments, to say the least. Uh, That line... For that semifinal game between Clemson and Ohio State, the All-State Sugar Bowl, but yeah, Clemson minus seven and a half out there in the markets right now. That's exactly where I have it for the neutral site game in New Orleans. So right on the market there with that one. Did improve Clemson by a point. Did drop Ohio State two points in my power ratings. Ohio State, look, they had 7.23 yards per play against Northwestern. That game should not have been as close as it was. Northwestern only 4.6 yards per play. The Buckeyes ran for six more yards per carry than Northwestern did. Not the most impressive performance from Ohio State, to say the least. I can understand why people would want to fade the Buckeyes against Clemson. But I do think all of that built into the number already, where, as I said, I'm on Clemson minus 7.5. The market's at Clemson minus 7.5. I don't know if I'll have a play in that game, but what I do know is that all of this is factored into the line already. Maybe more Clemson money comes in. It is a possibility, but how Ohio state looked down the stretch, how Clemson looked down the stretch, all of that factored into the number here. So if you think you're getting some big value play on Clemson, you're really not. I mean, maybe Ohio state just is that weak of a team this season. Maybe Clemson does win this game comfortably and, Quite frankly, that is the way that I kind of lean in that one. But you're not necessarily getting any line value. All of that has already been built into the number for that game. Texas A&M and Tennessee finishing things out with their season. And Tennessee only ran 37 offensive plays in that game against Texas A&M. And as I said, in terms of pregame positions here, West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl is one that I'm looking at. Just three and a half the number in that one. As I look at my number... I've actually got that one eight and a half. So a big overlay for me in that game where I do like West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl against Tennessee. 
Iowa State minus three in turnover margin in their Big 12 title game loss to Oklahoma. That one, Oklahoma 27-21. Oklahoma only one of 11 on third down in that one. So the under did come through. Hopefully you followed along with that one that we talked about here on the show. Again, that Iowa State defense is just so strong, though. And again, a big reason why I do like the Cyclones against Oregon uh, in that Fiesta Bowl coming up on January 2nd. San Jose State... This game should have been even more of a blowout than it actually was. The Spartans outgained Boise State 498 to 224. Uh, just nothing on the ground for Boise. The quarterback play was weak. San Jose State settled for four field goals under 40 yards. Boise State had a punt return touchdown. Looks like a lot of people do like San Jose State in their game against Ball State on New Year's Eve. That's the Arizona Bowl where San Jose State a touchdown favorite in that one. That's about where my line is. I actually have that one lined a little bit lower at six. So probably not going to be a play for me, but I will not be surprised if people do load up on San Jose State in that one. Lastly, Ole Miss, they're in a bowl game. They'll play Indiana on January 2nd. It's the Outback Bowl for those two teams. Ole Miss minus five in turnover margin against LSU. They lost that game 53 to 48. So even though Ole Miss had, I believe, six turnovers in that game. They still only lost by five, put up 48 points. That should be a pretty interesting Outback Bowl there on January 2nd between Ole Miss and Indiana. So as we take a look at my numbers relative to the market here, I've got App State minus 22 and a half in the Myrtle Beach Bowl in this one against North Texas. That's the Monday afternoon game. Tulane in Nevada, I've got Tulane minus two, market minus three. So not really a whole lot of uh, value in that game. UCF and BYU in the Boca Raton Bowl. I've got that one BYU minus five. The market showing minus seven. Did open minus four. So BYU took the early money in that game there. And I think it's pretty hard to argue with BYU taking money as, you know, I think they've looked really good this season. And people kind of questioning, you know, just how good the UCF Knights are at this point in time. Georgia Southern and Louisiana Tech in the New Orleans Bowl. Georgia Southern up to minus six, minus six and a half in the market. That's exactly where I have that game. So not a whole lot of value on that one. Although I do think Georgia Southern probably the right side in that game. This is a very quick turnaround for Louisiana Tech to be ready to face the Georgia Southern triple option. La Tech did play a lot better late in the year. So Maybe they're in a decent spot. You know, uh, they got a pretty good head coach there in Skip Holtz, but, uh, you know, or uh, I I just, I I don't know if this is a spot where I'd want to take La Tech, you know, taking on a Georgia Southern team that runs such a gimmicky offense. And and that is maybe something you want to try to take a little bit more of an extended look at here at this time of the season is, you know, what sort of scheme do these teams have to plan for and can they do it with that relatively quick turnaround? Memphis and Ford Atlantic in what they're calling the Montgomery Bowl here this year. Memphis minus eight. I have it Memphis minus 10. So a little bit of an overlay in that game, but lower scoring expectation. Not sure I want to lay the big number with Memphis. One game where I do have a big overlay here, and this one's in Frisco, Texas, even though it's the New Mexico Bowl between Hawaii and Houston. Houston's a 13-point favorite out there in the marketplace. I have this one seven and a half. No, I know Houston doesn't really have to travel a whole lot. Hawaii is going to come all the way to the mainland. But to me, I think Hawaii will be prepared here 
for this game. They're almost always prepared in the bowl season and they're not in the Hawaii bowl. So maybe that's kind of a fun thing for them. I have that one seven and a half, probably going to play Hawaii pregame in that one, but might as well wait and see if we can squeeze a 14 out of that number. As I said, the Camellia bowl is Marshall and Buffalo. This one's Buffalo minus three in the market. I have a Buffalo minus six and a half. So that's one that is on my short list to make a play on. And in fact, seeing some two and a halves pop out there, two and a half would definitely be a play for me on the Buffalo Bulls. South Carolina UAB, this one is on the move here this morning. UAB up to six and a half in the Gasparilla Bowl. I have that one 10, so it is moving towards my number, although not a game that I'm looking to play. Liberty and Coastal Carolina in the Cure Bowl. These two teams were, of course, supposed to play a few weeks back when Coastal swapped out and played BYU. Coastal minus five and a half is the prevailing number. I have it four, and it is moving down a little bit. So that's one that we definitely want to keep a close eye on. Louisiana and UTSA first responder bowl. Louisiana 13-point favorite against UTSA. I have that one lined at 18. Game is in Dallas, so Maybe you give San Antonio a point or something like that for home field. I still have it in that 17 range at that point. So kind of lean Louisiana. Not sure I'll take that one. The Lending Tree Bowl between Western Kentucky and Georgia State. Four and a half, the Georgia State number. I have it six. That one's in Mobile, Alabama. Probably not going to play that one, but just kind of giving you where my number is for that game. The Cheez-It Bowl, Oklahoma State, Miami in Orlando, Seeing some Miami money show up here in the market now, I agree with that. I've got Miami a four-point favorite in that game. We'll see who actually plays in that one. And of course, as you get into these deeper bowl games here, that's where the opt-outs are something that you want to pay attention to. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But I do have Miami a four-point favorite in Orlando over Oklahoma State. Colorado and Texas in the Alamo Bowl Texas playing in the Alamo Bowl, that's kind of an interesting thing for them. Line is Texas minus 13. I have this one seven, so a pretty big overlay here for me. Kind of interested in Colorado. I don't like laying numbers with Tom Herman. The Buffaloes played really well for Carl Durrell at the outset. I think they should be ready to go here in this one. So Colorado plus 13 on my short list of plays. We look at December 30th here, and we start with the Cotton Bowl, Florida and Oklahoma. Florida minus three is the line right now. I have Oklahoma a two-point favorite in that one. So Oklahoma on my short list may play Oklahoma plus three as a small pregame position. Wisconsin and Wake Forest, that's the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Got Wisconsin six and a half in that one. That's about where the market is, so no play for me. Iowa and Missouri, the other one in the Music City Bowl. That one's up to 15 here with Iowa favored. I have it 12 Probably not going to play it with Missouri. And like I said, I was looking to fade Missouri uh, with the Paul ratings adjustment that I did make. We go to New Year's Eve here. Look at the bowl games there. The Armed Forces Bowl, Tulsa and Mississippi State. Mississippi State in a bowl game at three and seven. Tulsa, two and a half point favorite. My line on this one's actually Tulsa minus six and a half. So I do like the Golden Hurricane in that one. I Don't really know how invested Mississippi State will be. They played really well against Missouri in that finale, but not a side I'd want to take there. So I'm looking at Tulsa in that one. Ball State, San Jose State in the Arizona Bowl. As I mentioned, I've got San Jose State minus six, market showing minus seven. 
West Virginia, Tennessee in the Liberty Bowl. I talked about that one already where I've got a big overlay on the West Virginia side against a 3-7 and seven Tennessee team. Arkansas and TCU, another 3-7 and seven team from the SEC in a bowl game here. This is the Texas Bowl with Arkansas and TCU. TCU minus 5.5 in the market. My line's 3.5. So maybe a small lean towards Arkansas, but probably not a game I'll be looking to play. We go to January 1st here. Georgia and Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. This one, Georgia minus seven in the market. I have it Georgia minus five and a half. Maybe you give Georgia a point or two for home field being able to play in Atlanta, a setting they're very comfortable in. So maybe I'm at six and a half or seven and a half, depending on if I do that or not. So pretty much in line with the market. Doubt I'll have too much in that game. Auburn and Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl. I have Auburn minus one, market showing Northwestern minus three and a half. Maybe play Auburn in this one. I don't know if Northwestern has the offense to really move the ball too much on that Auburn defense. So I lean Auburn in that one. The college football playoff semifinal, the Rose Bowl in Arlington, Notre Dame and Alabama. Alabama favored by 19 and a half in the market. I have it 17, not going to play that one, I don't think. Uh, Maybe a live betting opportunity where Alabama could run Notre Dame off the field in that one if that's how things transpire early on. As I said, Ohio State Clemson in the Sugar Bowl, seven and a half the market number, seven and a half my number for that one. Already talked about Oregon and Iowa State. Iowa State minus four and a half. I have that one, Iowa State minus six. So a lean for me on Iowa State. And I just kind of like the way it sets up for Matt Campbell's team. So I may end up playing Iowa State in that one. NC State, Kentucky in the Gator Bowl. I have Kentucky minus one. Market's got Kentucky minus two and a half or three. Probably not a play for me there in that game. Ole Miss, Indiana Outback Bowl. As I mentioned, Indiana minus six and a half. My number's five and a half. And then lastly, North Carolina and Texas A&M is a really fascinating Orange Bowl to say the least here. I have Texas A&M minus 10 and a half. Market showing AM minus six and a half. And this is an intriguing game for a lot of different reasons. One of them being that AM may feel slighted that they're not in the playoff, that they're playing an ACC team in North Carolina that lost three games, did not play well against Notre Dame. Maybe AM feels slighted in that one. So I think that's a really intriguing game. North Carolina, very potent offense. They can run the football well, they can pass it with Sam Howell. Texas AM protects the quarterback well. They run the rock really well also. Interesting game. Like I said, I got a little bit of an overlay on the Texas A&M side down in Miami, but I'm not sure that's one on my radar. So as far as some early positions I may look to take, Buffalo would be one of them on Christmas Day. Hawaii on Christmas Eve, one I'm looking at as well. Uh, Possibly Colorado on December 29th. Oklahoma on December 30th. And then after that, you know, West Virginia on New Year's Eve, that's what I'm definitely looking to take a, a piece of there. And then probably Iowa State on January 2nd. So maybe five or six pregame positions for me. Then, of course, we'll see what happens in terms of opt-outs and just everything else we have to contend with here during the college football bowl season. We'll talk more about bowl games on Wednesday with Kyle Hunter, on Thursday with Brad Powers. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun there with those two segments. We'll mostly highlight the upcoming bowl games and uh, then, you know, we'll try to save the, you know, December 30th, December 31st, January 1st games 
for the following week. So that's kind of the lay of the land here for the show. And remember, we'll have Kyle Hunter on next Monday's show to talk bowl games. So we'll be able to talk about the week ahead. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet with Wednesday. I'll let you know at some point next week. But Kyle Hunter on Wednesday this week, on Monday next week. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of ATS Radio, though, Brian Blessing will join me. We'll talk NFL for week 16. Lots to talk about with that. And then also we have a start date now for the NHL season, January 13th. We'll kind of take a look at that and talk about how we expect things to kind of go with the NHL for this upcoming season. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.